Hello, Rob. <laughs> Whenever you start with hello, Rob, it makes me laugh like we haven't been talking for half an hour already. Uh, <laughs> but it's a nice intro to a conversation. Hello. Hello, Scott. Where are we talking about today? Today we're talking about Sri Lanka. Which is um, by... It's India's Teardrop, isn't it? Yeah, that's like what it's like known as. Because it's like... Sri Lanka is an island in the Indian Ocean, just off the southeast coast of India. And it right. is kind of in the shape of a teardrop. So, It's also... Um, I've seen called the the Pearl of the Indian Ocean, which makes me kind of think it's like this sort of like sister state to Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong was the Pearl of the Orient. Yeah. We've got like all of the world's pearls. I think we should do a series on them. A series of the world's pearls. I don't know. Is there any more? I'm sure there is. Probably. Any, anywhere's just a pearl of anything, you could probably call it, isn't it? Yeah. Because there's not many similarities between Sri Lanka and... Hong Kong. Fair. I mean, other than, like, the British. But... Well... <laughs> <laughs> you could probably say that about anywhere. A common story for <laughs> Pearl and non-Pearl nations. Yeah. Where does this name come from? Uh, so, the, the name Sri Lanka comes from two things. The Sri part means resplendent, and the Lanka part in ancient Sanskrit means island. So it's resplendent island. Oh, what does resplendent mean? Resplendent means it's like <laughs> beautiful. Oh, right, like splendid. Yeah, but like in like appearance and like colourful and all that. That makes sense. I don't know. Why did you want to do Sri Lanka? You you kind of asked me to do this one, so it is really just the first one that came to my head. Because I was when when you um, when we were talking about it, like I was outside of Tesco, and I don't know why, but I was like, "Oh, Sri Lanka." I thought there was like a reason that you seen something. No, no, no. no. This is this was just genuine nonsense of my brain. Oh well, well, while researching Sri Lanka, I did find out some interesting things. Yeah, that I like never heard of, and that is um, Adam's Peak. You ever heard of this? I've seen it briefly, but I haven't. I didn't read about it because I figured you'd probably done that. <laughs> so, Adams Peak is a mountain in Sri Lanka. It's two thousand two hundred forty-three meters tall, and uh, it's like very like famous. It's visited by like many people as a site of religious significance um, to a few different religions. Right. So, like. It has this unique indent at the summit of the mountain, which is supposedly a footprint, and different uh, religions describe this footprint to different people of significance in their religions. This is, this has very much like uh, Jerusalem vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kinda, not to like that extent. I don't think, but yeah. We don't not. Yeah. So. The the there's um a few that um claim it as their their own religious site with their own religious significance. The first one, uh, probably the biggest one, being Buddhist. So in Buddhism, and in the Buddhist faith, 
The mountain is called Sripada, meaning sacred footprint. Buddhists believe that the footprint mark is left is um the left foot of the Buddha, left behind when Buddha visited Sri Lanka, and as um, a symbol of worship at the invitation of the Buddhist god Saman. I thought Buddhist people didn't have gods. Yeah. I thought that was their, like, literally their thing. Huh? Oh! <laughs> Buddhist mythology <laughs> includes uh, a wide array of divine beings. Initially, they included the mainly Indian figures, sort of Vedic devas and yakshas, but later came to include other Asian spirits and local gods. So what you're essentially telling me is school got it wrong. <laughs> when we were told in school that Buddhist people don't have a, no, have a god. I would imagine that like uh, the core uh, aspects of Buddhism don't involve uh, a god. And various different versions of Buddhism don't have different gods. But this looks to me a bit like, you know how in Christianity they kind of just like assimilated other gods into Christian like folklore and mythology and like, yeah. various saints... Like how all the Irish gods became like kings in yeah. like Christian law yeah, and that. Yeah, yeah. And as all these seem to be Indian, uh, like Vedic devas, so says to me that I think some Buddhist mythology, especially in the Indian um, type of Buddhism, kind of just co-opted it to explain away certain things. Yeah. Because so, the Romans did that a hell of a lot. Like all of their gods are basically assimilations of other gods. And they just go. And well, add the it main to their point pension. is that when we were told in school, Buddhist people don't have gods, we were lied to. <laughs> they got <laughs> well, it. what what was we taught in school? What form of Buddhism was we taught? We were just taught Buddhism as a whole, the same as we <laughs> were general. taught Christianity. Christianity as a whole, yeah, but... Islam as a whole. They never mentioned Shia or the two different. Is it Shia and Shia? Oh, yeah, Shia Muslims, yeah. That was never taught to us, the fact that they, there was like a uh, disagreement between who the sort of next one down from Muhammad should be. Yeah. Um, Shia and Sunni, yeah? That's what you mean? That's it. Sunni, yeah, Sunni and Shia. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a whole... like They really glossed over... It's weird. I thought we spent ages talking about religion in school. Yeah, they seem to have glossed over significant amounts. Yeah, I guess like, like, like uh, Sri Lanka is like right next to India, isn't it? So yeah, so I guess that's that them. style of them. Because like they have different like uh, Chinese Buddhism is different to Tibetan Buddhism in the sense that they disagree on who the Dalai Lama is. Well, I I think from what I've seen of that, it's more of. Um, China understands who the Dalai Lama should be, but they just don't like them and want to put their own one who's more favourable to the Chinese government in place. You know John Oliver? John Oliver did a whole segment about it. And it was sort of like how the... I think it's the Panchen Lama. The Panchen Lama selects the um, Dalai Lama... Who then in turn selects the Panchen Lama and then selects that like it's a cycle sort of thing, kind yeah. of like in a weird way, kind of like an avatar. Oh, the avatar cycle. Yeah, where it's just like <laughs> they're constantly regenerating and reborn, 
re um, sort of in your know, they have that process to find the next avatar where they like show it show the kids all of the new all of the old avatar stuff and then the kid has to pick out the right thing. Um well, it's the same sort of thing if they have like a Dalai Lama and then a Panchen Lama who's like the Dalai Lama finds and selects the Panchen Lama and then that person then selects the Dalai Lama the next one sort of thing. Yeah. Um so what they've done is I think they stole the Panchen Lama. The Chinese government kidnapped them um and then replaced them in some way. So now the Dalai Lama's like, well, this is where the line ends because we can't trust the Chinese. No. Oh. Yeah, I think there's just a little bit of um, China and Tibet, Tibet not agreeing on whether Tibet's a country or not as well. <laughs> I think that comes into their decision. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. I'm going to send this in the chat to you. You can pronounce it. Gerhun Chokiniyama. So, that was the Panchen Lama. Um except he was taken at the age of six. So there is now no... The Dalai Lama, the current Dalai Lama said that there's no way that, like, the lineage can continue because, like, they they can't, like... We've gone off topic. How has this happened? (laughs) Bring it back. So, yeah... Buddhism, that's a thing. Isn't it interesting? Hinduism. The second um, one on the list I have. Uh, in Hinduism, the mountain is called Shiva pa- uh, Padam, meaning Shiva's foot, and it's believed that Shiva stepped on the mountain. Right. Do you know Shiva? Shiva the destroyer? No, but that makes sense. We're not, uh, I don't know enough about Hinduism. Um, after the Buddhism tangent, we're just going to leave it Literally, at that. What, just, <laughs> we're not diving into Hinduism. You read my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nope. But this is the one I found very interesting, because I did not know anything about this at first. Um, so in the Islam, they are the uh, third religion to claim it. So, in Islam, we get the name for it in English, which is Adam's Peak. This refers to when Adam was made to leave paradise in the Garden of Eden and then walk um, and then walk the earth, and it's believed that this is the first place in which he stepped in Islam. And it's thought in Islamic theology that Sri Lanka is supposed to be the um, Garden of Eden. That's really cool. Yeah. I just... That kind of, like, uh, blew me away a bit. I was just there, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose he'd have to leave. He'd have to take his leave and start his journey from somewhere. And I didn't yeah. I didn't know that in Islam they believed that it was... Sri Lanka is Eden. Yeah. Should we go to Eden? <laughs> Literally. That's interesting, though, because what does... Because Christian, like, they all have the same sort of origin story of God and Adam and Eve and whatnot. Yeah, it's the same Adam. What what does Christians think? I think some Christians uh, think that too. Uh, Though the big one that Christians say, and this one to me sounds a bit like 
alright, you're just trying to jump on the bandwagon. Some Christians say that the footprint belongs to St. Thomas, as he was the apostle of India, as a popular saint for Christians in India. Right. That just seems like, well, everyone else was claiming it, so... Um, but yeah, I think some Christians do also claim it was Adam. So who, like, because I take it that, like, Sri, Sri, uh, Sri Lanka owns the land, so how do they, like, mitigate the same situations that happen in the Gaza Strip? Um, I've not really seen any conflict in this one, you know? That's what I mean, like, how have they, is it just because that it's, like, owned by one solid nation and everyone agrees that it's owned by the one solid nation? Yeah, and Sri Lanka is predominantly Buddhist or Hindu. Um, ah, right. So I don't think there's many Muslims or Christians there either. No, it's really... It's crazy. I don't know too much about uh, Islamic mythology. Although I do know that their heaven is considerably better than Christian heaven. So Yeah? That. Oh, yeah. Muslim heaven is the best heaven. Okay. <laughs> well, because in Christian heaven, you have to just like basically live in the glory of God and then just like sing suck his, his dick all day and like sing his praise and that and just love him. And that's it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure sucking his dick is not on the list. <laughs> well, <it> might <laughs> as well be, innit? That might, that, that wasn't in the Bible. In Islamic heaven, you get to be waited on hand and foot. By girls with huge tits, and you get to just have whatever you want. Is huge tits in the Quran? Basically, more or less, yeah. More or less, yeah. <laughs> it's more probably more like voluptuous breasts, but you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it basically isn't that. That wouldn't. Surely, like, the first people that were, like, adopting Islam, surely that made them sceptical. Right, the flag. Right, the flag. Do you want to take us through, Scott? I don't know where to start. <laughs> if that doesn't sum up this flag, is it? So, okay, so we're going to... There's, there's really three flags. That Yo, that's here. exactly what I said. When I looked at it the first time, I said the exact same thing to myself. It's really free flags here. What we'll do is I will go from... Because essentially, the the actual flag is a orange border around two smaller flags that are in the centre. Is the way mm-hmm. that I would describe it. Yeah. So if we go for the left inner flag, then <laughs> that is two vertical bars, one green, one orange. Yeah. Now, moving on to the second one, um, which is on the sort of, like, it's the two-thirds to the right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's a, um, a very abstract dragon uh, holding a, uh, some sort of a knife or a blade or a sword or something. Um, with little, looks like flower petals around in the four corners, pointing yeah. in towards the the abstract dragon. And then all of that is sort of surrounded by this sort of like thick yellow border. 
which actually matches the colour of the dragon and the petals and all that stuff, which is quite cool. Um, the background of the dragon one is sort of like a... I'm going to go with purple. Something like that. See, the fact it took you that long to explain to me what that flag looks like tells you it's already a bad flag. <laughs> it's a busy flag, yeah. Although there are, there are a few things which I do like. Like the fact that the yellow in the um, dragon side is the same as the background, so it sort of looks like that part has just been cut out. Ooh, I don't think of it like that. Yeah. Which is quite cool. It would have been better if they had um, not had that black border. Mm-hmm. If they didn't have the black border, it would just literally look like a, uh, like a cutout. I know that's part. something that you dislike as well, isn't it? The black border, yeah. Yeah. It's too much detail if you have to draw it like that, isn't it? Exactly. I mean, look yeah. at it. Look at it. Look how many... Like, right. I want to see how many kids... How many kids can draw the right amount of spikes in the dragon's beard? And I call it a beard because it's meant to be scales, but it's a beard. Yeah. Also, what is up with that eye? <laughs> the eye turns into scales. Wow. What if I told you, Scott, that it wasn't a dragon and it was a lion? <laughs> you could have told me that earlier. No, I wanted you to keep going, I it? So, okay, so it is actually, okay, I can kind of see where the scales aren't scales, they're actually like hair. Yeah, and like and a, lion's, a, a mane. lion's mane. Yeah. Um, I've never seen a lion with a spiky ass tail. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Straight away, my head went to like chimeras and stuff, and I was like, even they have a snake for a tail. Yeah. So, what the hell does this look like? Surely, for the emoji, they just took out the lion. Well, before we get to the emoji, I'm gonna yeah. um, go through and tell you what everything means on this flag in painstaking oh, detail. Oh dear lord! <laughs> We're trying to keep this under three hours, <laughs> but they do. They do all mean something. So, uh, first of all, we have the lion. Okay. The lion is for the Sinhala ethnicity and the strength of the nation. The bow leaves, the four Buddhist virtues of loving, kindness, compassion, and sympathetic joy and equanimity. I don't know what that word means. Equanimity. What does equanimity mean? Don't I? I'll look. Um, calmness and composure, especially in a difficult situation. Yeah, that sounds about right, doesn't it? The sword of the lion is for the sovereignty of the nation. The curly hair on the lion's head means religious observance, wisdom, and meditation. The eight hairs on the lion's tail, so they're not spikes, Scott, they are tufts of hair, are the noble eightfold path. The beard of the lion is purity of words. The handle on the, of the sword means the, uh, the elements of water, fire, air, and earth. The nose of the lion is intelligence. The front paw of the lion, 
purity in handling wow, the orange stripe, the Tamil ethnicity, including the hill country Tamils of Indian ancestry, the green stripe for the more ethnicity, the saffron border for Buddhism and unity among the people, the maroon background for the Sinhala ethnicity, and the golden yellow border. Other minority communities of Sri Lanka, such as the Malays, the Bukhers, the indigenous Vedas, the Karives, and the Sri Lankan Chinese, who migrated to Sri Lanka during the 17th and 19th centuries. You're still with me, Scott, after that. <laughs> For some reason, my mic is muted. I have no idea why. But how on earth? Oh, that means you didn't hear me laughing. I was laughing all the way through. You'll, you'll hear me on the... <laughs> I'll hear you on the, in the edit. Because <laughs> I was just there like, oh, he's sitting tight for this one. And then like, just like absolute silence after. I was like, I think he's done, mate. I think he's, he's walked out on the flag. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, this is ridiculous. Like, So, right, how on earth does the handle of the sword mean the elements of fire water air and earth i don't know is there four there's four points on it i guess no there's not there's There's only three points on it two points and like five weird rounded points yeah i don't know it makes no sense why do you need to put reference to the elements on the flag anyway (laughs) How does the beard represent purity of words? I want to talk to someone from Sri Lanka. So, like, right, how on earth did you get from, like... They must have just, like, written a list on a whiteboard. And like, right, we're going to brainstorm. We're going to brainstorm. What? I I like the beard being purity of words, Scott. That's how you know that I'm pure and true, mate. I like it. Just because you've got a beard. Yeah, I can be like, hey, I've got a beard. It means purity of words. You must believe what I'm saying. All right, let's let's pick a different one then. Uh, The nose of the lion for intelligence. There we go. Right. They must have literally just written it, like been brainstorming and written them all on a whiteboard, like a, a board meeting of like free like marketing people. But right, what do we want our flag to represent? Right. Now pick a random feature of this ugly ass flag, and we'll we'll just say it's like a part of that. Oh, it's like the the phrase uh, "a camel is a horse" designed by a, a committee comes to mind, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, there is a lot of ref- they're trying to represent like everything, and there is a lot of religious representation here. So please don't think we are just. Being insensitive, but it is a is a poor looking flag. So it's not just poor; it's appalling. It's just too detailed. It's too detailed. Have you seen the emoji? No, send me on Discord. Shouldn't be too hard to find, though, right? Oh, I've I've sent you the emoji. The emojipedia. That's how we do it. We know what I'm on about. We got an emojipedia. Oh, do you know what though? Don't say it. Twitter's one again. Knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Why does Twitter have such better emojis than everyone else? Just, just look at Joy Pixels. Oh. My God. 
<laughs> oh my god. You oh I mean usually Joy's Pixels is bad, you know, it's usually bad because it's a usually circle. It's actually got the flag in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Usually it's the whole flag in it. So people. The Joy Pixels <laughs> emoji looks like they've taken the flag of Sri Lanka and then just put a little spotlight in it and they've just taken a picture of like of like the centre? Like in a circle? So it's like the entire like outside of the flag has just been cropped out. It's like you're looking at the flag through through a keyhole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, it looks. <laughs> it looks like a duck. Yeah. WhatsApp. WhatsApp looks like it's like old and like like weathered and that. Like yeah, it's the wrong. Look color. at the Joy Pixels one again. The Joy Pixels one instead of a a, a lion, it looks like a duck holding a sword. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The Joy Pixel one doesn't even get all the meaning. Like, it's only got the two tenets of Buddhism there, and it's got half a lion. How are we gonna know? Like, oh, Rob, we're idiots. Well, click on one of the images, and you get all the different versions for all the different operating systems. All right. Joy Pixels used to be good. Joy Pixels used to look a bit like Twitter. Yeah. What the, what the hell happened? How can you look like Twitter and then go, oh, we don't want to be like Twitter? We want to be a weird circle thing. We want to have circle emojis for flags. Twitter has burst emojis. WhatsApp's not even the right colour. Well, yeah, they all seem to be struggling with colour. Yeah. Facebook. I think Facebook's got the actual proportions of the flag right, though, because it's, it's a one by two, isn't it? Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's... That looks weird. It doesn't look right, though, Facebook, does it? It looks really long. Yeah. But then I, I am against all one by 2 flags. I think they look too long. Yeah. So, overall, this flag has failed. This flag is the lowest that we've had so far. Yeah. It's still... I mean... It's... You could have picked any one of the... Like, you could have... If you had to just pick, like... Yeah, literally, if if it was just the, the bit with the lion, just the left flag, or just the right lion flag, even that would be significantly better. Yeah, you pick one of them. It's like you just wanted the really cool lion flag, but they're like, yeah, but we need to get, like, the, the duo colours in it. Like, Alright, and we'll stick it on the side, then. Exactly. Um, oh, you know, people always moan that, oh, Wales isn't on the, uh, the Union Jack. So what yeah. you do, right? you get a white background, a sort of a yellowy white background, uh, stick the Union Jack on one corner, and then the other half, you just put the dragon on it. This is... We Sri Lanka the brain. Union Jack to get the dragon on brain. it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely, we should do this. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? Can you imagine? You just got the Union Jack on one half, and we just chuck the Welsh flag on the other yeah. half, and then we turn, put it in a turn. border, like... A little white border around them, like... There Turn we go. the Union Jack on its side. Well, we should make the Union Jack the proportions of that, that two, those two colours, though, as well, and just stretch it out like that. <laughs> I thought the, the UK flag is a two-by-one, isn't it? Yeah, it's one-by-two, yeah. It would just fit right in, then. Yeah. That's a one-by-two block. 
Oh, a two by one block, even. What's the Welsh flag, though? Would that fit? Ah, uh, that's got to be two by three, so it should fit. Three by five. Yeah, the dragon's kind of like the lion, if you look at it. I wonder how I ever got confused. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, to be fair, the, the Welsh the Welsh uh, dragon is significantly better in terms of how it's drawn. Flag does not pass. Do you know, Sri Lanka is, do you know, it's like the 120th biggest country. No, I didn't know it was the 120th biggest country. It's 120th or 122nd, right? It's smaller than Ireland, but bigger than Lithuania, right? So that's like a, a um, good reference for scale. It still produces and exports 15, sorry, 19% of the world's tea. Oh. Yeah, because that's where um, Lipton's from. Lipton? Yeah, like Lipton City, right? Maybe. That is where that is originates from, is Sri okay. Lanka. You can actually go to the place where like Lipton began. Fair enough. Also, it has another, another big export, which I think is actually being represented in the flag, but they haven't put it in the flag. What? Can you guess? No, what? Lions? Cinnamon. Oh. <laughs> it's the native home of what is called true cinnamon. Oh. Yeah, apparently there are different types of cinnamon. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Um, the Chinese have the fake one, and Sri Lanka have the true cinnamon. They got knockoff Chinese cinnamon. Literally. <laughs> They're the, they used to be the biggest exporter of cinema, but the uh, Chinese, Chinese have taken them over. Um, but yeah. That's biggest cool, tea though. exports. And also, oh, sorry, the 19% of the world's tea and a significant portion of cinnamon comes from Sri Lanka. And the reason why I like it, because I love, um, I quite like cinnamon. So I was like, oh. Maybe maybe some of the cinema I've had has come from has come all the way from Sri Lanka. Oh, most likely, man. I see. I've never really cared much for cinnamon. What? I can sort of take it or leave it. I'd rather have the non-cinnamon option if there's like the option. But I bloody love tea. How very British of you. That was the most British sentence. I bloody love tea. 